Welcome to the CB Cast, brought to you by Complete Body, bringing you the journey of business owners and sports people, as well as providing you with health and exercise tips to implement into your everyday life. We'll be cutting through the noise in the industry to give you the real facts. Welcome to another edition of the CB Cast. I'm James O'Shea, joined by Ben Loxley. How are you? Good, thanks, mate. How are you going? Yes, very well. The month has wrapped up. October, another very busy month down at the gym. Yeah, it has been. Um, so, um, as our members know and you know yourself, uh, we work in 12-week progress progress blocks. So, we just actually finished up our 12th week, our benchmarking week. Last Friday was the wrap-up, so um, you know, plenty going on, plenty of results through the gym um, that I'm sure we can touch on. Yeah. What were some of those results that, that you were looking to find or that people would have seen in this last block? Yeah, so we actually, um, so the beginning of this year, we worked a lot around our strength. So that's, mm. you know, as if you do no training, it's a lot heavier reps, lower reps. Um, so we sort of found we wanted to change things up and do a bit of an accumulation phase. So that's a lot more reps, a lighter weight, and just to really nail down that technique. So, yeah. you know, if we're moving under tension with, with good form for quite a few reps, it's it's very relative to, you know, your outside functional life. And it's also good to change that stimulus up that we have been doing yeah. a lot of strength stuff. So it's, you know, it's a bit of variety, but it definitely has a purpose there outside the gym as well. What are some of those things you think that people or that you know people will see outside of the gym from from this style of training in the last 12 weeks so if you think about um you know your fatigue factor so if you're you know you're out in the garden or something and you've been whatever you're doing planting plants or not that you i don't know if you get out there <laughs> much but no, no, no. <laughs> i don't either mate no, i've got a cement backyard but, anyway, yeah. <laughs> but um you know whatever you're doing you're getting fatigued through that yeah you know whatever you're doing out in the yard or you know it could be a numerous range of different things but once you get to that fatigue point that's generally when things start to go so you know your lower back might go once you get tired um so when we're doing that high rep stuff it just pushes that that endurance that little bit further so it's not you know we're under tension for you know upwards of 30 seconds in a set of squats rather than you know 10 seconds so it's just like i said just works those muscles for longer and they're much more durable and look it probably sounds like common sense but i suppose as all of us as your fatigue is, is when you fall into some of those those habits. So it's about breaking those, and this is a good way of doing that as well. Exactly right, mate. And that's what I always say to people. It's like push your fatigue threshold as far as possible, and you're bulletproof in your body. Yep. Have you seen some great results? Some people have been able to do quicker times, lift more, be more more durable over this, this 12-week period. Yeah, we actually have. And the nature of doing like an accumulation phase, because you've got so many reps to do, you generally won't see you know, as much improvement as you would with a 1RM because, you know, it's only one rep. But, um, you know, some of the guys have lifted more like 10 kilos or more on a 5RM, which is quite significant. Um, You know, and all the aerobic testing and the intensification testing has done really well as well. So we've been like actually blown away by the results um, that have been achieved on on this block especially. Talk me through the methods or the reasons, like the difference between your 1RM to 5 I know the the obvious ones around endurance, but um, but there's a there's a clear method or a difference in, in in what you can attain by by those those different those different goals. Yeah, and it's just like it's a whole different energy system, really, within yep. the body. You know, like a one RM is you're doing one rep as heavy as possible, mm. so it's you know your and that's where you'll tend to find um, the male the male makeup, physical makeup. We're a lot better at that one explosive, expressive movement. Um, 
whatever, you know, testosterone and all, all these other factors yep. go into it. Um, and then you go to your five arm and that's where like the ladies tend to, you know, really shine. Um, you know, you guys are made for having babies and stuff. So you've got some, you know, you've got some durability and stuff in them. So, um, you know, it's just explosive power on your one RM. And then we're talking like, you still want to be strong on your five RMs, but you've got that yeah. endurance durability. And then I was going back to, um, you know, really making sure that your movement pattern, that's a big reason why we do it. So your movement pattern is really strong throughout that time under tension to push that fatigue threshold. And do you find, go the reverse way, so after doing a 5RM, we'll see different results, better results going even back to a 1RM? Yeah, you actually do, yeah. Yeah, funnily enough. um, Yeah, I'm not really sure what it is. I guess it's like, you know, it's it's not just comparing two progress blocks. You know, like the stuff we're doing, we do 12-week progress blocks, but it's part of a you know, a bigger picture stuff. So, yeah. and it sort of depends on, you know, how far along in your journey you are training to how much progress and and stuff will happen initially. Um, but it just, like I said, it really improves your movement patterns. So yeah. you're engaging a lot better muscles and stuff. So when you go back to that one RM, it's kind of like, okay, now I can recruit the right muscles and generate the power that I need to. Yeah, okay. So it'll be interesting to watch as that unfolds. Very exciting. Member of the block. Hard decision. It was a hard decision. It always is, actually. Um, we we had a few there, but yeah, we couldn't go past this one. So little Emily Leggett, she was our member of the block. Yeah. Um, yeah. This this block, she actually nearly won at the previous block because she's been, you know, so good this year. But um, yeah, just she got pipped to the line last block, and this one, mate, we just you know. She was just so good again, just consistently rocking up. Her numbers were significantly increased, um, and she's been with us for quite some time already. So it just shows, you know, how much hard work she's she's putting in continually, and just like rocking up six a.m. every day, gets the work done. She's a good part of the crew. Um, has a bit of a, has a bit of banter and stuff. So yeah, it's good. <laughs> well, congratulations to her, and that shows consistency. So just missing out last block, and she's come back even better. Yeah, it's we think about it. Yeah, it's it's you know, two twelve week blocks plus a little break in the middle, so it's you know, it's nearly six months that she's just been knocking on the door. So there Me- she goes. Member of the block. So who does she attribute all her success to? Ben Loxley. <laughs> 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 no, I think like it just goes down to her, to be honest with you. Like yep. she she doesn't do any PT, so um, you know, her her accountability is it's on her shoulders. Yeah. Uh she sees Oh, off the top of my head, it'd be four or five different coaches throughout the yep. week. So, um, it's pretty, yeah, it's just her drive and her mentality getting in it and just wanting to do it. And that's a great thing. You mentioned a number of different coaches there. So, that, that variety that exists there for, for all members and, and she's one that's embraced that. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, sure. So, congratulations yep. to her. Righto, let's have a look moving forward. What's coming up? What's the next block look like? Yeah, so the next block is a shorter one, obviously, with Christmas. Um like essentially we'd like to do a 12-week block that's you know for optimal results and programming and benchmarking and stuff but uh seven weeks is the next one because mm-hmm. we try and wrap that up mid-december a lot of people tend to start going away mid-december um so we've just got it's, it's more some sort of technique stuff so you're really not going to see massive results in seven weeks yeah. if we're trying to hit a one rm or something like that so we've got some overhead squat in there with our um with our strength stuff um, as well as working on another skill which is a pistol squat so you know it's and most of the coaches can't even do these yet but it's just (laughs) uh you know it's a 
it's a progressive thing and it's just a skill so it's really good for like your single leg um, strength so we're just going to work a lot around technique and stuff on those um, and like always the aerobic testing and the intensification stuff you know they're a good hit out to really test yourself uh, the IWT this block we're going to steer away from the the barbell because we've done quite a lot of barbell yep. work in the last couple of blocks so um, it's just a bit of a dumbbell running piece so um, yeah like I said a little bit different and you know because of that shorter block we're really just working around some some movements that we can see some strength gains in and we will but it's more so sharpening that technique so when we come into the new year um, that's there ready to, ready to utilize explain to me a pistol squat yeah so Can a pistol s- yeah 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 so <laughs> uh, standing on one leg okay and then you've got to so say I'm standing on my left leg yep. I have to extend my right leg out to horizontal and it's pretty much you're just doing a single leg squat in that position see the right leg isn't on the ground on the platform um, you're just squatting over that one leg getting below 90 degrees so we've got some regressions and stuff for that you can just do them on boxes and really simply um, you know pro progress that through different stages um, but like I said before it really strengthens that that single leg stuff so you know if you can do a pistol squat well while recruiting your glute and your core mm. you know you're you're pretty much you're really in a really good spot um, injury wise performance wise around the hip lower back and core region which again I know it sounds an obvious thing but so important it's your largest muscle group 100% and that's mate I think we you know you would have heard me talk about this and the other coaches if you're not recruiting your glutes and your your core that's 99.9% of people's back pains we know how common that is in our society just the western world driving around you know sitting constantly so yeah, that's you know, it's it's a big thing that we we always push. That's the foundations of everything. So, is it different for people's mindset? We're going into a shorter block now. You mentioned you're not going to see those massive results just being that shorter block, but just to to concentrate on, is it technique and things like that? That's what they're really going to gain out of this this shortened block over the seven eight weeks or whatever it might end up being. Yeah, with the with the strength stuff, yes. Um, I guess I guess too with the the aerobic stuff like the EBD and the IWT. You still will get some good results around those. Um, and this is probably quite dependent upon the person with the strength stuff because it's an overhead squat. So if you've never done one before, you'll probably see some really, really good even strength increase yeah. in that short period. If you're quite familiar with them, like I touched on earlier, seven weeks isn't a huge amount of time. But, um, you know, like if you can sharpen your technique, we're working around a 3RM as well. So that's in between the one and the five. So it's kind of like that little balance in the middle there. Um, you still got to have that really good technique and movement pattern, but um, still generating that strength and power as well. Okay, so we look forward to that. We're leading up to a busy period. We're leading up to the festive season. How important is this block to, to train for for everyone just to, to hook in and be ready for what's coming up at the uh, end of the year? Very important. So, like, as we were just speaking before we jumped on here, uh, this time of year, you know, everyone's got parties on, like Christmas parties. There's so many events on so many social activities that involve alcohol lots of naughty food um it's fun you got to do it it's part of life um but like you know if you fall off the wagon now don't get back on till mid-january you know you've got you got a fair bit of catching up to do so yeah we'll go through some really important things that that i utilize within myself and pass on to my clients that really help stay on track and keep some accountability yeah so an important couple of weeks coming up so that's a, a great segue through the through the podcast where we're going to have a segment there so it's 
problem problem solution evidence is what it's called. So in our first edition here of problem solution evidence, it's hard to say. Problem <laughs> solution evidence. You can't say it, mate. It must be hard to say. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's just me. So problem solution evidence. I'm getting better at it. So the problem is we get to the end of the year. So many of us have so many different things on. It's an opportunity where work stops, life tends to stop. There's plenty of food. There's there's plenty of drink. There's there's plenty of not as much exercise and, and, and activity. So generally for people, it, it is a problem. It is, mate. It, it's, a, it's an issue. Um, like I've seen, you know, I've been doing this nearly 10 years now and people come into the new year and that's, what, like, that's why New Year's resolutions are a thing. Yeah. You know, everyone feels like shit because of what they've just done <laughs> for the past couple of months. So yep. it's yep. definitely a problem. But in saying that too, um, I'm a big believer in balance, so you've got to make sure that you know you are enjoying these times and you're not too strict on your food um, and your training, and you are enjoying time with family and friends. Um, but in the same breath, you know it's finding that balance in the middle. Mm-hmm. So if you go too far one way, you know there's there's no life, there's no enjoyment um, outside the gym. Um, if you go the other way, like I said, you'll find yourself mid January, end of January, crawling back, and it'll probably take you three months to get back to where you were currently mm. so that's the problem what's the solution so the solution of I've, I've got a couple of things here so um i've made it as brief as possible in three points yeah uh so non-negotiable training days are a really important method in this so like obviously the weekends are the times that you know the parties are on the the alcohol and the food come out so if we can make sure that we're rocking up to training you know like i always say four to five days a week um, but it's got to be realistic towards your goals. Yep. So non-negotiable training days throughout your week, make sure you set them, put them on your calendar, put them on your fridge, whatever you do. Um, but as I said, they are non-negotiables. So that's going to make sure that you are still exercising. The days that you're feeling like shit, you know, it's non-negotiable. You just got to get there. You got to you got to toughen up. And, you know, if you want to get through this period and maintain like a, you know, some good mental health and some good physical health, you know, you got to make those sacrifices. So on that, what's your advice or what are your cues? Because there's plenty of times like that, that's that's great in theory, but the old story of, I often think of it this way, willpower is that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make non-negotiables. Want power is what makes you actually do it. So what, what processes do you go through if you have those days where you're like, I said I would, but actually I don't really want to or to make them non-negotiables? Yeah. So this probably goes straight to the third point that um you know I was going to share. So... Like I said, the weekends are those are those naughty times. Yep. And we have a little bit of fun. So I'll always make sure that I'm at the gym Monday. Yeah. Because if you, if you don't go Monday, you know, you're still feeling a bit heavy on Tuesday. It's kind of like, oh, you know, this week's kind of a write-off. I'll get back Next into week. it. And then you'll, get, you'll do yep. it again on the weekend. So I'll always tend, you know, if I've, I've had a big weekend, you know, this time of year, I'm, my, my non-negotiable is Monday. And I'll always find... As soon as I've done a good sweat session on a Monday, like I'm back, I'm fine. You know, like the horrors from the weekend are gone. I don't feel so tired anymore. You know, yeah, I've, yeah. I've sweated some toxins out. And then that Tuesday session is just like normal. Yeah. So Monday, Monday is the key day to get back on, on the horse for sure. What about mentally though? Mentally in your mind, what makes you make that decision and carry out that action of those non-negotiables? I think that's the big thing is, is we can all think that, but actually doing it. What do you... what do you have any advice or how that works for you mentally in your mind, how you make that non-negotiable? Yeah, 100%. And it's all around your why. 
So yeah. why you're actually going to the gym, you know, like mm. that can be various different reasons for everyone. But, you know, if you've got kids at home, that could be your why. If you're on a weight loss journey, that could be your why. If it's for general health, that could be your why. Sit with yourself. I'm, I'm big around emotional intelligence and yeah. sort of working through that stuff. So, um, you know, if you've got plenty of stuff coming up, as you know, into Christmas, take some, take an hour. You don't even need an hour, probably half an hour to sit down write down the whys around why you actually go to the gym, why you train, why you eat healthily. Again, I'm a big believer in this stuff. Throw it up on your mirror. Yeah. I've got some affirmations on my mirror that are just constantly there in front of me. So you're obviously there brushing your teeth in the morning and at night. Um, it's just that constant reminder. So you know, if, you're, if you've woken up Monday morning and you're feeling dusty from the weekend, but you look up, it's like, I want to be able to run around with my kids when I'm 60. It's yeah. like get your ass to the gym it's like you know that's that's the you're the only person that that knows why you do it but that's the driving force that i use that i tell people to use when it's when it's getting tough so there you go so there's some pretty good pointers and i think another one that i've often used and if this helps is the you think of you put yourself fast forward yourself okay how will i feel in an hour if i don't go to the gym great one so so fast forward myself there okay how am i going to feel at 10 o'clock this morning when i didn't go to the gym and then you, so then you think, okay, well, I don't want to be there at ten o'clock. So you, you know, you yeah. fast forward, put yourself in that position, almost like they put yourself through the door before you actually walk through the door. How am I going to feel if I don't? Or sorry, put yourself staying where you are as opposed to not getting up and getting going. That's a great point, mate. Yeah, um, you know, because you're probably ninety-nine times out of a hundred, you're going to be kicking yourself. You're like, oh, I should have just gone. So yeah, that's a great way to look at it. Yeah, put yourself mm-hmm. in that future position. Um, that you know, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be kicking yourself. So. There's, there's, there's plenty of ways to do it. I've, I reckon we've covered some really good ones that, that people can utilize for so sure. Just people, find what works for you. Find your why. Find why you're doing what you're doing and you'll everything should fall into place really. Absolutely, yeah. Like, you know, we say it should fall into place, but like like you said, mate, it's like it's that mental challenge. It's that willpower. So um, sometimes you're just going to have to toughen up and get in the gym. Like Mondays are, are the hardest after a big weekend, but if you can start the Monday, you know, just – like a bit of tough love for yourself and you say, okay, I'm getting through today. I can promise you that that Tuesday workout is going to be a lot easier than yeah. if you didn't go Monday. Yeah, so some great pointers there. I think the other aspect that comes into this is around food. So we can train as much as we like and as hard as we like, but as you said, you, you might be through work, through your social groups. It'll be Christmas parties. It'll be end of year breakups, whatever it might be, and there's they don't serve salads. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> we know what, what's there and what, what, what we like. So... How do you how do you control that, or how do you find the balance with that? Because yeah. it's easy to say don't do it, but you know we we all know we're going to. Well, yeah. most people know that you're going to. Yeah, exactly right. And it's probably oh, that brings out my second point actually. Um, it's your relationship with food as well, and the best way I can put it to have a good relationship with food is the eighty twenty approach. Excuse me. So the eighty twenty approach. Um, you know you're eating good whole foods from the earth 80% of the time so that's you know if you're a meat eater your your meats um, your veggies your fruits your rice the things that are just grown purely as a whole food from the earth um, so that's 80% of your diet then that 20% that can be your vices so these if, if you work to that structure you're not going to get too much um, too many repercuss- like repercussions with yeah. with your fitness results Mm-hmm. So 20% of the time, if you're a beer drinker, if you love sweets, if you love, if you get a, 
you know, a, a taste for the hot box. Um, you know, if it's 80-20, that's the balance that we find. Your results don't get hindered, but it's still sustainable, like long-term. And like I say this to everyone, and that's how I live my life, um, you know, outside of the Christmas season. But this is this has the potential stimulus i should say i could say with um you know so many parties and stuff going on that this is the time to really look at it okay so if i'm pretty good monday to friday um you know saturday and sunday when those events are happening then you know you you can sort of let loose a bit and you're not having to be too strict around what you actually are eating because you know you've put in the work on the monday to friday Mm, so that 80 20 approach that's that's another good really good way of looking at it so we talked about the problem we talked about the solution What's the evidence behind this? Why does this work? Yeah, I guess um, like I can only sort of you know give you give you evidence from my experiences on yep. this one, um, but I know the eighty twenty approach works because I've used it with hundreds and hundreds of clients over over the years. Um, I utilise it myself as well, but I know and I've you know I've been I've never gone the probably the gluttonous way. I'm not sort of you know, like tooting my horn or anything, but I was I was definitely the other way. So I used to get, you know, quite strict with what I was eating and yeah. oh, I can't eat that, you know, like um, that was just my nature back then because I love training so much and I probably had a bad relationship with training and food. Um, but moving forward with that, I know I know now with my balance and that little rule for me, that 80-20, yeah. um, you know, I've put it into practice over years and years around silly seasons and I know that my performance results in the gym aren't being hindered. My body composition's not changing much at all. Um, I'm still feeling pretty good because I'm still nourishing my body um, in that 80% with good macronutrients and micronutrients. So, um, you know, it's it's from years of doing it, nearly 10 years of doing it. Um, like I said, with myself, we're passing that on to clients and, you know, obviously nothing but success with it. Yeah. So. I think the key thing I've taken out of it is is that balance thing. So there's got to be a right balance. Like you, you don't want to, as you said, go all the way one end of the pendulum. Whereas you said you just really write yourself off and go, oh well, it's Christmas season. I'll start again in you know January, whatever it might be. That we all know that doesn't work. Or if it does, it's painful. Yeah. Or go the other way. Whereas you said, like you really prohibit yourself from having a good time. Or if you if you eat something, you think okay, I've got to go and you punish yourself. I've got to go and run ten k's because I had a cake or whatever it might be yeah so it's important that the balance is that 80 20 i think is a really good way for people to approach it yeah it is mate and that just came to mind when um i remember i had three beers it was a silly season i had three beers and you know i wasn't supposed to be drinking that day or something so i went home and went for like a 5 10k run and just like it just dawned on me then it's just you know it's pretty silly so like you said mate you've got to tap into that balance and you know, you're 80, 20, if you eat three meals a day, so that's, you know, you got 21 meals in the week. Mm-hmm. If 17 of those are nice and clean, the other four you can pretty much, you know, eat what you want. Um, so like, and that's a bit of preparation in it too. So it's, it's a pretty simple um, technique and it's pretty simple math with, with 80, 20 and that 17 of 21. Um, but if you work out your days and, and what you're eating, um, you know, again, put that on your fridge, put that on your mirror, you know, Monday to Friday, I'm good. Saturday, Sunday, I've got these parties on. I'm going to have fun with my friends and family. Life's about enjoyment and mm. and social social side of things as well. So I reckon one of the biggest dramas people have, snacking. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good. Yep. I have talked about that. How You could have your, your three meals or plan it like that. What about snacking? Yeah, so I'm a massive snacker too. Um, and this is probably where we could go deep into nutrition. So, um, you know, around like how many calories you actually need for your body. Um, yeah. You know, like that's that kind of comes a lot into it once we're talking about, you know, people that are overeating. So if you find yep. yourself, you are overeating and you um, you are having troubles with your weight, then that's something you probably need to explore with us further because, uh, you know, we can give you... I can give you a couple of really good healthy snacks at the moment, but, um, you know, it's it's knowing your numbers and what you sort of need to be eating. So you can snack as much as you want as long as it's within that calorie intake throughout your day. It, yeah. it won't matter. But if you don't know your numbers and you're snacking, number one, for your mental health, you're like, oh, shit, should I be eating this? Or, um, And then number two, you just don't know if you are in a calorie deficit. Yeah. So um, some good healthy snacks. Um, I know you've probably heard this a million times, but, you know, like fruit, veggies, um, you know, nuts are a really good one as well. It's all whole foods from the earth. Um, but again, utilize that that eighty twenty approach with your snacks as well. You don't have to eat fruit and nuts every snack of every day. It's you know if you've got some vices and you want to have a Mars bar or something, you know like okay, I'll have a Mars bar once once a week, or you know I'll have some ice cream a couple of nights a week as well. Yeah. But I would say if you've got an issue with snacking and overeating, definitely look more into um, you know like a nutrition consult with us because we just do your numbers and if it fits in with that, then. That's another th- another mental um, clarity that you can walk away with. It's like I can snack on this, but I'm I'm not overindulging, and it's it's not going to inhibit my my results and performance at the okay. gym. So hopefully, a few things that can help you there. So just to recap, so problem solution evidence. So the problem we've we've spoken about is is just around this this time of year and uh, all the different parties and fitting your training and eating in around that. So you got your three takeaways. Yep, my three takeaways. So point not one, lit- not literally the food, but yeah, three takeaway yeah. points. <laughs> yep. So the non-negotiable uh, training days. So set that out. Um, like I said, throw it on your mirror if you need it on your mirror. Uh, point two is that Monday to Friday nutrition plan. So eighty twenty approach. Um, so eating that eighty percent whole foods from the earth, twenty percent is your vices, um, and then the Mondays. So the Mondays, I cannot recommend this point highly enough. It's probably the most important one. Uh, get to the gym on Monday because the rest of that week is a hell of a lot easier um, to keep on track. Okay, so they're the they're the takeaways for you. So uh, to keep in mind there. So hopefully that does help you through this period. So that is uh, problem solution evidence. Now Ben, I'm going to throw you under the bus sort of segment here as well. Oh, so. I don't know what it's called, actually, but we've got a series of questions I'm going to ask you. You don't know what they are. That's why it's fun. So you don't know what's coming. So first thing that comes to your mind, you're up to the challenge. Yeah, I'm up to it, mate. Let's go. CB3s is coming up. We'll call it the CB3 challenge. If you could be any animal, what would it be and why? A tiger. I've just always loved tigers since I was young. I just think they're, I don't know, they're just cool. <laughs> so you're like Mike Tyson. You'd want to have like a heap of tigers <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the backyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right yeah, on. Tiger. Yeah, tiger for sure. What's your favourite movie quote? My favourite movie quote? Oh, mate, like, it's probably... <laughs> I'll, put it, I'll put it down to... I'll just tell you the movie because it could be a bit rude. So one of my favourite movies of all time is Wedding Crashes. Uh, so if ever, if I'm scared. Is it, which one is it? 
There could be a lot of... I'm thinking nah. of a lot of lines that it could be. Which one is it? Yeah, it's probably not... Um, not good, good, more for me and you. More for me and you, but <laughs> it's when... Uh, yeah, Owen Wilson's oh, nearly mother-in-law takes a top off in front of him and Vince Vaughn comes downstairs. He's like, did you do the motorboat? You do the motorboat? You motorboat son of a bitch, you old sailor, you. <laughs> That's your favourite movie quote. <laughs> movie quote, well, yeah. yeah. Great. Comes what t- to my mind anyway. What TV sitcom family would you be a member of? TV sitcom family. Or a TV show would you be a member of, even if it's not necessarily a family? Uh, TV show. That's a tough one, mate. Friends came to mind. Yeah. I, used to, I used to watch that. Like, which, who would you be, which character would you be? Whoever um, Rachel's boyfriend is. Ross. Okay, so you're <laughs> Ross, Ross, Ross Geller. Ross, yeah. Righto. Ross Geller. So you're Ross Geller. Um, if you're stranded on a tropical island, what two things would you want with you? Uh, water and good company. Right. Cool. What advice have you received in your life that's been the most rewarding? Um, being present. Mm-hmm. Being present and letting go of attachment to the future. Chocolate or caramel? Chocolate. What annoys you? Loud eating. <laughs> <laughs> Describe your teens in one word. Naughty. <laughs> what motivates you? Um, personal growth and helping others. What does your office or your workspace look like? Are you neat? Are you untidy? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty neat, yeah. Yep. So neat? Yep. Favourite exercise and why? Um, cleans or thrusters? Um, cleans... I just really like cleans and thrusters are just a bit of a mongrel. Like you really got to get in the the pain cave and get through them. So I, I used to hate them, but I've I've developed a, a liking for them. Yeah. Describe CB in three words. Uh, it's fun, supportive, and results based. What do you like the most about Complete Body? I just like to be honest. I just love walking in there every day. Like the the energy, the environment in there is like I miss it when I leave. Like I love. You know, seeing everyone and what we've created and a big thing for me now is, you know, providing a, a really sustainable long-term career for my coaches. So, um, yeah, I just love the place. Energy, environment, culture. Yeah, it's awesome. Love so it. there you go. So some great answers. Everything from being a tiger to being Ross Geller to... <laughs> Only because uh, he's with Rach. I don't yeah. really like Ross. <laughs> <laughs> to wedding crashes, lines. To the, you worried me when you said that. I was thinking, cause I... I quite like that movie myself and yeah. I thought this could be anything there's yeah, quite a few, a a few lines in that, movie, in that movie that work out quite well but there you go you passed the test so um, a couple a couple of things will be finished a couple of things people should look out for coming up through November December for the, that's happening at the gym yeah so we got a CB3s um, comp coming up so we're um, we're supporters of a local charity Hope Horizons so yep. uh, CB3s is just a fitness day like we just got um, you know, I think we've got eight events over the day in teams of three. So, you know, all of all the proceeds are going to charity. It'll be a good fun day for the members to get around there. Even if you're not competing, come down and watch. It'll be a great day. Uh, people getting stuck into it. Uh, we've also got our Christmas party coming up the 10th of December. That's a Friday. So, um, we we do some big awards uh, for that one. So the the annual CB's most improved, voted by the coaches and the members. Um, and the CB member of the year, which is also voted by the the coaches and the members as well. So there are always some pretty good ones um, to look out for and hard ones to win. We we should take those pretty seriously as well. 
All right, so there's a couple of things that are coming up, so keep an eye on that. If you've got any questions, just ask any of you guys. Yeah, in the gym, yep. Yep, Absolutely. so but November 20 is the November 20. and December 10 for, for the Christmas party. That's the ones. All right, so enjoy the final block. Uh, looking forward to, to seeing what results we get there, and yeah, look forward to the CB3s and the Christmas party at the end of the year. Thanks very much, James. Thanks for having me, mate.